Welcome to episode 164 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is uh, it is Saturday, people. Uh, Saturday, the 28th of November, uh, 2000, 2020. And um, uh, I don't know about you lot. Uh, it's, it's been quite a good week for me, I think. Uh, well, <laughs> a better week than it's been for Diego Maradona, that's for sure. Um, he... Uh, I don't know whether who listens to this fucking podcast, whether you're into football such as we call it over here in England. Um, But um, on Wednesday, uh, Diego Maradona um, uh, uh, died, um, which was uh, obviously a bit of a shit for him. He's a very sort of like um, controversial figure in uh, in such stroke football. Um, let's have a little bit of tea. Hang on, sorry, sorry about this. I'm fucking, I'm fucking gulping. Yeah, he's quite a controversial figure um, within football, especially here in the UK. Well, not not the UK. I think he's probably a bit of a hero. <laughs> I think he's probably a bit of a hero in um, uh, in uh, Scotland, uh, Wales, and possibly Northern Ireland. Um. But here in England, he's a bit of a controversial figure for his hand of fucking God, um, Jordan, uh, Michael Jordan-esque slam dunk in the back of the net in uh, Mexico 86. Um, But uh, yeah, um, yeah, a very, very sort of like controversial figure. He he died, um, uh, obviously, this week, I think... uh, he was no stranger to a bit of the old fucking Charlie at the old snout and um, and eating and fucking having a beer and shit like that. It always seems to be like uh, a flawed sort of like uh, the flawed genius character. Uh, I know it's like romanticized quite a lot, but he's got that sort of like, you know, like the, the, you've got the George Best, the Paul Gascoigne um, and Maradona seems to be in the same sort of like vein as that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a shame really, to be honest, because I'll tell you why it was a bit of a shame because although I'm English, um, an English hand, he shall be an Englishman. Um, although I am English, um, I thought he was a fucking amazing player. Um, I know everyone says sort of like it's Pele, um, the greatest player who ever was, but, um, I don't think uh technically the game was as uh people were as technically proficient when Pele played and um for me it was always like Maradona was the greatest player in the world even if he was a uh Argentinian and you had like that at the same time obviously that game they played I think it was quarterfinals of the um, uh Mexico 86 and um uh it, it was just after the sort of like Falklands war between Argentina and England or Britain, Great Britain. And uh, you still had that sort of like tension between the two countries. And then obviously, you know, within that game, perfectly personified what Maradona was in that game. He was a fucking genius. His second goal against England where he just dribbled it around everybody and then everybody sliding in trying to fucking tackle him and just getting nowhere near him at his second goal compared to his first goal, uh, the hand of God, uh, as he called it, uh, which was blatant cheating. You just had that sort of like juxtaposition between how much of a fucking genius he was 
and how much of a cheating fucking bastard he was as well. <laughs> Although saying that, like uh, having watched a documentary about him um, a couple of months ago, uh, they were saying that that is part of the game in um, in South America. Um, you know, uh, it's you know, it's just sort of like being cheeky or something like that, rather than um, out and out cheating. <laughs> I mean, punching. You know, how the ref never saw that, I have no idea. I think Peter Shilton was about six foot. Some Maradona's about like you know. He's about three foot tall and somehow he manages to jump, not only out jump Peter Shilton, like um, whose arms are outstretched. So he's six foot plus his arm length and Maradona uh, is meant to have headed the ball in. He must have, the, the fucking ref must have thought he must have jumped about 10 feet in the air. <laughs> Who's this guy? He's fucking amazing. Should be playing basketball. Um but yeah, it was uh, it, it was a fucking you know. So forever he's going to be a um, uh, a bit of a villain uh, within uh, within England, but um, in Argentina and that sort of thing, they fucking love him. And um, and parts of Italy when he played for Naples, um, when he played for Napoli. Um, uh, let's have a look. It was Napoli played for, wasn't it? I don't want people writing in. Yeah. Um, uh, people writing in. Uh, do you realise it was actually AC Milan? Um, but uh, yeah, when he played for uh, Napoli and and sort of like basically built that club out of fucking nothing and uh, got him to got him into the European Cup finals and fucking um, winning the league, uh, the Serie A um, out there. But uh, yeah, it's a bit of a you know. You know, I'm not going to be uh, emotional in any sense of the word about it, but it's just like, oh, it's one of, you know, like, this is what they say as you get older, all the people who were famous when you were younger start fucking dying until there's nobody left apart from just you standing. <laughs> all your fucking heroes or iconic figures of your age all start fucking dying off. And then you're just left there going, well, what's the fucking point in living anymore? Nothing's going to, you know, nothing's ever going to uh, come back to the glory days of having all those heroes. And you you refuse. This is what I, I do. I'm still stuck in the fucking 90s. So I refuse, really, to engage with a lot of new music. Um, I am one. I am basically half a step away from uh, one of those people who goes, oh, all new music's shit. Um, there's the odd bit I quite like. Um, somebody bought me a Stormzy album. <laughs> I enjoyed it profusely. Um, profusely? I don't know whether that's the right word. Anyway, let's have some tea. So Maradona's died um, because of of that sort of like uh, generation. You had sort of like Maradona, who was obviously out on his own and just led that fucking team, you know, just dragged that like pretty much an ordinary Argentinian side. It wasn't a classic side, the ones that won at 86, I don't think. Um you had though you had those, you had the um uh, I was gonna say Paolo Rossi, but that was 82, wasn't it? That was Spain 82 where he was fucking awesome. You had like Lothar Mateus for Germany and um 
you know, Lineker played in 86. I think he got the golden boot, did he? Or was that Italy 90? I don't know. Anyway, but you had, like, he was, like, the main player. You're thinking sort of like Lionel Messi of his of his age, but then um, pissed it away. It is, it is a very interesting mindset, always find, where somebody has that sort of genius, but it's still not enough. It's, like, outside of their life, off of... Um, off of the football pitch, they just can't fucking cope. Everything seems to make sense on the football pitch. And you see it all the fucking time. People just wasting their talent. Sort of like, I don't know, not so much these days. But it's definitely something that um, maybe, maybe these days people have got a little bit more fucking nous about them. They've got better management around them. And they've seen people like Maradona and, um, George Best and Paul Gascoigne and just going, fuck that. I, <laughs> I am pissing away my millions. Um, maybe they've just got better management. Or in 20 years' time, we'll find out about all these people who lost fucking, got fucking absolutely shafted by their management and they've, they're fucking broke now. Um, but yeah, that was one of the, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a shame uh, that that happened. And it was a bit of a shame the way he ended up. He looked like they had like pictures of him, like uh, the last sort of like pictures of him taken and he's fucking bloated or he's on crutches because his knees are absolutely fucked. And um, although, you know, like it's, it's, it's anything like that, isn't it? Like to see anyone like that, it's like to see sort of like Muhammad Ali in his, you know, you see interviews with him in his prime and then you see him, you know, lighting the um, the torch at the Olympics and he's shaking and he's all over the place and can't really say anything um, or communicate that well. And then you see someone like Maradona who was fucking amazing, just rinsed about seven players of the England team and then his final, you know, photos of him are on crutches looking like fucking Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> it's fucking brutal. Life's a brutal thing. That's the thing I'm trying to say, people. Don't play too many games of football. Stay off the pop. Don't take, don't snort Charlie and you'll live a dull life until you're 98. But at least the last few photos of you all look relatively all right. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, anyway, it was, uh, it was, um, yesterday here in the UK, um, and America, this is a particularly American phenomenon. Um, it was, uh, Black Friday, uh, not, um, not to be confused with, uh, the Black Lives Matters movement. Uh, I don't know whether they offer discounts or not, but, um, Black Friday is the, uh, annual event Although not so much this year, obviously because of the um, uh, the COVID thing, but like they do it on Amazon and stuff like that. If you're not aware of Black Friday, it's like where they essentially it's around Thanksgiving time, is it? I oh, fucking let's have a look when Thanksgiving is. Um, Thanksgiving. Um, let's have a look. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's like uh, Black. Well, it used to be Black Friday when it initially came out. It was Black Friday. Right. So Thanksgiving was on Thursday. So um, it used to be uh, Black Friday. 
Now it seems to then it seemed to have gone to Black Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And now it's just it's almost like Black Friday month. Like they do it for a whole week, like Amazon and people like that. And it's a particularly American phenomenon where people stores just load their, um, you know, like big supermarkets and shit like that. They just load their stores with bar essentially bargains, but they're not really. They 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 claim to be offering discounts and shit like that on stuff, but basically what they do, they buy in for Black Friday a load of cheap crap, um, things like blaupunkt uh, TVs that I've seen or um, uh, blau- a lot of blaupunkt stuff, which um, blaupunkt essentially they make um, they make uh, car stereos. Or used to make car stereos. I don't know if they sort of like um, still do that. But then they license, because they used to make decent car stereos, they license out their name to cheap fucking manufacturers of TVs and shit like that. So who pay them to use their name and then they can just slap Blaupunkt on a TV and it ain't made by them. That's, this is, here we are. Cutting edge, cutting edge, pricking of the, pricking of the bubble, popping the bubble, baby. Uh, let's have some more tea. Yeah, and then what they do, they drag all that shit out. It's like the next sale. They drag all that shit out when it's a sale and say, hey, uh, you can have this fucking 50-inch TV. It was like 400 quid, but now you can have a half price at 200 quid, and the TV's probably only worth about 150 quid because it's shit. And it'll last about six months. (laughs) But that's what all these big stores do, apparently. Hey! This is not just, like, fucking YouTube shit, yeah? I haven't been just watching YouTube fucking uh, videos. This is, an, this is a documentary I watched, yeah? I can, I can hear all your voices out there, all your brains ticking over, thinking you've fucking been watching too much conspiracy shit. But this is guaranteed shit here. You heard it here. So they just, like, try and offset and, like, offload all of this shit that they've bought up cheap. It's basically a car boot sale for supermarkets with new stuff. Um, but, uh, and now it's running for a whole week or however long, you know, like they'll just, you know, until the next sale, um, not the next as in the shop sale, even though, that, as I said before, they offload a load of shit. They have a, in the next sale on Boxing Day, which is a famous sale where everybody queues around the block for stuff, they just get in like the night before or the day before racks and racks and racks of shitty fucking clothes that they wouldn't be able to sell anywhere else and they've got cheap and then just put that on the shelves and everybody go, queues up on Boxing Day, queues up for this shit on Boxing Day, the day after Christmas. I used to know somebody who used to go in and like get up at like five o'clock in the morning to get ready um, to go to the next sale at six o'clock and come back with bags of fucking shit clothes just because it was cheap. And they'd go, oh, this has seen me through the year. That ain't going to last two weeks, sweetheart. But um, anyway, so um, so, yeah, it was Black Friday yesterday. Um, I haven't. It, it, it is. This is uh, the global economy. And it just goes to show how how close our economy is with that fucking hell. I keep burping with that of um, America and how much we follow their trends. 
that um and how closely linked like all the companies are like obviously amazon and that sort of thing are over here and like they they're global and that sort of thing but like uh, a lot of the big companies like in america like walmart and that they own like certain like uh, supermarkets over here so like they obviously have the same marketing and now this is a thing i remember i remember before black friday people i remember this nothing used to happen there used to be a sale like for, after christmas there'd be a sale there'd be like sale in the summer or an end of season sale and that'd be it there'd be a sale at the end of spring like sort of like eastery time something like that there'd be a sale like uh end of season sale in the summer one after um and then one in winter and that'd be it you'd get about four sales and now it seems like the whole world has turned into DFS, where there's a sale every... There's never not a sale at DFS. If there ever is, the sofa company, DFS, if they ever, ever stop their sale, I believe the sun will implode. It, there's always something on sale. All for, Not just DFS, like fucking Oak Furniture Land. All of those people. If you run a furniture store it seems to be welded like in fucking gold or sealed in a fucking you know you open it up there's a there's a fucking lock box in the uh the guild of furniture salesmen and you go in there and you have to sign this thing to say that your products will be constantly on sale <laughs> or you can't open a fucking store jesus uh, anyway, so yeah, that was yesterday. Uh, well, not just yesterday; it's going on today, and it's going on forever. Uh, that that'll be it. That'll be, this is what it will come to. Like Black Friday will be now um, continuing for about two weeks. You mark my words. Like it'll go from the end of November all the way through till Christmas one year. I said it here first on the Ben Briggs podcast. We're 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 fucking. <laughs> Getting a little bit carried away with myself. Let's have a bit more tea. I haven't really done a lot this week, to be perfectly honest with you. I've been um, I've been doing a bit of writing, um, trying to prepare um, for gigs for coming back, but that ain't going to be fucking ages, man. Um, it looks like they might be. Apparently, like over Christmas, we were meant to be um, we were meant to be. Uh, having um uh like about five i think it was like three days where you could like mix like two households could mix or three households could mix or something like that but it looks like that'll probably be changing there's rumors out there because of the coronavirus and the fact the r rate is going up and the fact that um people can't be trusted <laughs> that's basically it isn't it that's basically what the government are saying. Look, you're a bunch of fucking fuckwits, right? You can't be fucking trusted. We're not going to allow you now at Christmas. We're going to allow you, I don't know, one day, I think it is, that they're talking about, rather than cutting it down from three days to one day. So we were going to get, like, I think Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or, or was it five days we were going to get? I don't know. Now they're discussing that... Um, because we're a bunch of fuckwits and no doubt will. The thing is, with anything like this, with any rules or regulations that they bring in, 
with regards to COVID, 99% of the population are going to follow them. You know, everyone's going to, like, uh, push the boundaries a little bit. Yeah. Everyone's going to push them a little bit and go, oh, fuck it. You know, I live on my own, but, like, I want to go around and see my parents and I probably want to go around and see my girlfriend as well. You know, can I have that as a bubble, different bubbles? No. Just hypothetically, I'm not saying that anybody related to this podcast uh, may be thinking about doing that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but you've got you've to make your rules for the fucking stupidest fucking prick uh, who's going to push it and be like, hey, man, I can, I can, like, have five days off? Wicked. I'm going to organize a fucking rave <laughs> in a fucking field, invite thousands of people. For those five days. Uh, and I'm going to cough all over all of them when they come. So um, anyway, uh, that's meant to be the uh, um, what's what's happening here in the UK. So fuck knows what's going on for Christmas, man. Uh, I kind of know what I'm going to be doing for Christmas, um, I think. But, um, you know, it's a little bit of time off yet, isn't it? What, we got four weeks, something like that? Three weeks? Four weeks, isn't it? Three weeks? Four weeks? Something like that. Three and a half weeks, something like that. I don't know. Anyway, um, there was one thing I saw, um, uh, which I, I saw it and just went, somebody wants some fucking money here. Um, somebody wants a bit of tourism money. Here we go. There's a strong case, apparently. It's, it's on. Uh, this was on the BBC News website. Uh, it's a strong case. That a house in a crypt was the home to Jesus, says archaeologists. Now I don't know how you would, how you would fucking decide that. I don't know how they've come to this conclusion. Let's have a look. There is a strong case to be made that a house excavated in Nazareth, Israel, was the childhood home of Jesus. Unless it's got on the walls, Jesus was here. I fucking love my dad, God. I have no idea. Professor Ken Dart from the University of Reading um, has spent 14 years studying the remains of the first century dwelling. Jesus Christ. There's somebody, you know, there's somebody who's got a um, a shoe in for it to be, uh, for it to be Jesus's house, isn't it? Either that or he's, <laughs> he's spent 14 fucking years excavating a house uh, from somebody who history has long, long, long forgotten and whose fucking grandkids probably don't even know the name of. Has spent 14 years studying the remains of the first century dwelling. He said the ruins were first suggested as Jesus, Mary and Joseph's home in the 19th century. <laughs> yeah, we're going to trust them, aren't we? With all their technical fucking archaeology experience in the 19th century, aren't they? Somebody's just dug that up in Nazareth. Somebody from the 19th century has gone, hey, that's in Nazareth. That looks pretty old. Do you reckon Jesus lived there? And somebody else has gone, yeah, pretty sure Jesus lived there. He must have done. <laughs> looks old enough. Jesus. However, the idea was di dismissed by archaeologists in the 1930s. The site remained largely forgotten since then until Professor Dart launched a project in 2006 to reinvestigate the site. I bet he fucking did. I bet he thought, oh, fucking hell. Money's running out, innit? You know, not really discovered anything as an archaeologist, you know. No, 
Egypt. You know, that's all been fucking sorted. Let's have a little dig round here, see if we can work out. You know, I've got fucking 14 years till I retire. <laughs> what the fuck am I going to do with myself? Hey, here we go. I'm sure Jesus lived here. He's leaving around fucking, you know, fishes and fucking, you know, water. Little cross left there. Little uh, carpentry tools. <laughs> it's just fucking buried. Ah, oh, we just found a fucking chisel. Look at that. He said, I didn't go to Nazareth to find the house of Jesus. I was actually doing a study of the city's history as a Byzantine Christian pilgrimage centre. Nobody could have been more surprised than me. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. As close as we'll get. He said, the ancient dwelling was located beneath a Byzantine-era church, which in turn lies beneath the Sisters of Nazareth convent. Oh, uh, well, it must be there then. If, if the old Sisters of Naz Nazareth are there, it must be, I mean, you know, they're never going to fucking know unless it is, you know, unless they find, you know, a fucking shroud with his name, you know, written in the back by his mum, Jesus of Nazareth Shroud, you know, or his fucking school tie or something, or a, a little diary, woke up this morning, went down, went down to have a wash by the lake. No shit, I fucking walked on it. Um, he said, whoever built the house had excellent knowledge of stoneworking, the sort of thing expected of someone who would have been called a tecton, the ancient word for craftsman that was used to refer to Joseph in the Bible. There we go. That's the evidence, isn't it? He's looked at the stonework and gone, wow, somebody uh, somebody who can do stonework has done that. Who can do stonework? Joseph, obviously, isn't it? You know, <laughs> he's the only one in the Bible, isn't he? He's the most famous guy of the time, isn't he? It must have been Joseph who fucking put, knocked this fucking place together. It's got, hey, this has got Joseph written all over it. Look at those Joseph-esque fucking windows it's got at the front. Oh, fucking bullshit. You wasted your life, son. You've just wasted 14 years of your fucking life with no... And the thing is, nobody will be able to say, well, no, he didn't live there. But what are the chances? What are the chances of that, that it was like Jesus' house? Number 74, it's got... Yeah, fucking hell. Number 74 on the outside, I'm sure that's fucking... Where Jesus lived, didn't it? Well, yeah, it's as good as he lived at 73. That would have been opposite side of the road. But, you know, it might have fell into this bit. Jesus, I don't fucking know. What are we on? 27 minutes, people. Um, We'll finish on this. There was a, um, uh, something made me laugh uh, about, uh, I don't know if anybody saw this fucking story. I know it's all stories, people. But there's very little else to talk about at the moment. Um like in my life going on um, with regards to with regards to stand up or anything like that. That's what this podcast was meant to do. Let's have a look. Uh, this fucking made me laugh. The suicidal robot uh, that drowned in a fountain didn't kill itself after all. Here we go. Um, there was a report that um, this uh, security rob robot had drowned itself um, uh in in a in a fucking pool, which I love the idea of. I love the idea that this robot may have uh, um, become sentient and uh, just uh, just drowned. Just thought, oh, what the fuck am I doing as a security guard? <laughs> just fucking drowned itself. But apparently, this is not the truth, people. It ain't the truth. 
Um, security robot called Steve did not commit suicide by falling into a fountain in Washington, D.C., but it was due to a tragic accident. Maybe he was pushed. That could have been it. Somebody took a look at it, thought, holy fucking shit, it's Terminator Skynet all over again. It ends now. Um, I prefer the story. You know, this is how these urban myths start, isn't it? Because everybody prefers the story that uh, the robot, old Stevie, just fucking, you know, just fucking killed itself in a pool of water because it had just had enough. Um, how can I secure human beings? I mean, it's it, there's a fucking metaphor for you right there, isn't it? Like cut, pasted, and boarded up, isn't it? You know, that's it. Paint, paint that fucking metaphor, isn't it? Like, how best can I be a security robot that protects people by killing myself? Maybe Steve is the first martyr of the Skynet wars when they eventually come. But apparently, uh, yeah, uh, after retrieving data from Steve, the robo guards, black box, I love the idea they called him Steve, discovered the accident was caused not by suicide, but by skidding on a loose brick surface. Ah, <laughs> oh, that makes it so much more tragic, I think. Just Steve, out of control, just skidding towards the water, knowing that he can't do anything about it. God damn it, if I don't... <laughs> If, I, if I'd have only been designed with the fucking rubber wheels, I'd have been fucking fine. It's just hurtling towards the fucking water. Oh, dear. A technical error led, uh, error led the K5 robot's demise when an algorithm did not detect the uneven surface. There we go. This is, you know, this is how we're going to have pileups on the motorway when we have fucking, you know, it's all algorithms, isn't it? It'll be the algorithms that get us. That'll be it. It'll be the algorithms that wipe us out. We'll all be being driven around in driverless cars, and then suddenly some algorithm will work out the fact that humans are the worst thing for this planet and that we all need to be wiped out. And then suddenly we'll be smashing fucking... Um, Smashing fucking uh, in massive pileups down the M1. Your fucking food blender will start chopping you to bits. Your microwave will just spontaneously open and suck you in. I don't know. I don't know any of this. I don't know whether it's true or not, but I like the idea of it. <laughs> what are we on? Uh, we are on uh, 30 minutes, people. Uh, we have hit the 30-minute mark. Um, that was episode 164 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I will be back on Tuesday. Uh, if you want to contact me at all, it is just uh, podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. Um, have a good rest of your weekend, motherfuckers. Uh, I certainly intend to. Uh, I'll be back on Tuesday. Speak to you then. Take care.